Glenn Beck program. <laughs> Politics is what we're going to talk about with the one and the very only Alex Clark in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. So I want to tell you about Jackie. She lives in Montana. She listens into the show and she writes about her dog's experience with rough greens. By the way, Jackie, you live in Montana. I mean, uh, have you ever been to Yellowstone? I mean, it's coming out in just a couple of more weeks. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, she says her dog's experience with rough greens. Uh, we ordered the sample bag of rough greens, as you were talking about. Our little chihuahua absolutely loves it. Uh, she used to take forever eating her food, of course, because the little kibbles are probably the size of her head. Uh, but now she gobbles it down and actually begs for her food every night. She will scratch on the cupboard until we feed her. Her energy is up, and she runs up and down the stairs easier than she ever has. We call it her drug because she's addicted to it. I know. It's like crack. It's like dog crack, isn't it? It's a wonderful product. Thank you so much. Jackie, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. And thanks for trying it. Rough Greens, it's not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on the dog food. It's supplement filled with all the kinds of things that, you know, your wife says, you should have more of this. You should have some fish oil. And whatever. Um, but this, for some reason, is good for you. And it tastes good to dogs. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. Poplitics. That's in, in in some ways, I think that's no, it's not. Everything in pop culture has been turned political, so there's no pop left in it, I think. Alex Clark is uh with us. She is the host of Poplitics, uh, and a contributor to Turning Point USA. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Glenn. I'm so excited to be here. I grew up listening to you. <laughs> wow. That's now amazing. I, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. I wish I was in studio to greet you there um, uh, myself. I know we have a couple of guests coming up today. They're actually in the studio, and I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you. Um, so, first of all, tell me what it is that you do because i think it's really important and very different than anybody else thank you so i created a show that covers pop culture through a conservative perspective with turning point usa and it mainly lives on instagram it's a very visual graphic heavy show and i just break down the entertainment news of the day and the top pop culture stories but i just don't include any of the leftist propaganda in it so i call out celebrities when they do stupid stuff and we have a lot of fun doing it it's very pink and uh, it's, it's really targeting a, it's very pink. <laughs> it's targeting a young female audience. Um, we have an over 75% young female audience. These are young conservative women between the ages of 18 and 34. So what was your turning point? Because I know you were uh, you were part of Indianapolis, uh, the big morning show there, number one for a lot of years, I think right after Bob and Tom left, right? 
Correct. Yeah. One of them left, Bob or Tom. I can't remember which one of them left. And so (laughs) (laughs) we ended up taking the top spot there for a couple of years and it was incredible. And I think part of the reason was, is that I was very open about my conservative beliefs. The problem was, and I think that was interesting to people on the show with being a Mm -hmm. pop morning Mm -hmm. radio show and everyone else Mm -hmm. on my show had the polar opposite beliefs. But uh, then it started to become, I think uh, my radio company started feeling like I was a liability. And I think I started to scare them a little bit because people were sending in complaints to the FCC saying that I was a threat to their children because I said I was an NRA member on the air. So, you know, that it started (laughs) to get interesting. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to shoot your children over the radio. Yeah. I mean, your children are going to be with you and I'm in this studio, but I'm going to shoot them. What an idiot. Um, So what was the turning point? The turning point was that just motivated you to get out of radio and start your own thing? Well, I started to kind of realize that, okay, I can either keep moving up in radio. I know I have a good trajectory in this in this industry, um, but I'm going to have to start censoring my beliefs on air. There's no way that I'm going to survive in this format being an outspoken young conservative woman. And so I started thinking, man, I wish that I could host a show where I could talk pop culture because I love that part of what I do, but also talk about being conservative. And I just had no idea where I could do that. Um, And so right when I was debating that, I actually started started uh, seeing ads online for Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Conference. This was in 2018. Mm. And so I went and I saw all these amazing female contributors um, that were conservative that I look up to that were going to be speaking. And I I just went on my own. I didn't know a soul there. And when I heard people like Judge Janine speak, Dana Lash speak, all these people that I really look up to, I was like, I got to I got to do this. I got to get out of here. And so I started really thinking about it. And it was only a few months later that Turning Point USA DM me on Instagram and they said, hey, Alex, we're really big fans of what you do. We'd love to fly you out to our headquarters in Phoenix. Just talk to you. And I said, this is my moment. And I, they had no idea that I wanted to host a show like Politics, but I just said it. I said, hey, I want to find somewhere where I can host the show covering pop culture as a conservative. And they said, oh my gosh, we love this idea. Let's get you out here and let's talk about it. And that's how Politics was born. That is, I will tell you how, how different the world is 20 years, uh, 20 years down the road, Stu was with me when I had the same thing. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm a conservative and I, I want to talk about things that are meaningful because I think things are headed towards trouble. And uh, I just gave up because there was no place to go. There was really no place to go if you wanted to do pop culture stuff. Uh, and uh, Stu would listen to me. <laughs> And I was just dead inside. I was like, <laughs> you know, Britney Spears playing Britney Spears. And I was like, and that's uh, what's her face with well, that super, super classic. And then I would talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, which was shocking, I think, for the audience. And I had to go into talk radio and it was really hard. How long did we work on that, Stu? Three years, four years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, many, many years. Yeah. We still don't know how to, to figure it out. We still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, no, we have no idea what we're doing, but it took us a few years to con somebody into thinking that we knew what we were doing. Well, before Uh, going to Turning Point, uh, I shopped my idea around conservative talk radio and everybody said, I'm so sorry, I think this is a great idea, but in conservative talk radio, you're an anomaly. There's no way that a young audience, there's a young audience out there that wants to hear pop culture that would listen to talk radio. And I said, you're absolutely wrong. And no one believed me. And so I just knew, I said, there's a huge audience for this. And then when I created politics, it spurred this massive... What I call the cute conservative movement, and so now I have all these young girls that are obsessed with the show and obsessed with hearing pop culture without this leftist propaganda, and it, it's the first show of its kind in the conservative movement. 
Well, I wish I would have. I wish you would have come to me because I would have put you on the blaze because I, I, I think that is absolutely what the conservative movement is missing. I think um, that we 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 think one way and we think we, you know, because we we believe in something and we use logic to say, OK, this works, this doesn't. So let's save this one and let's get rid of that. Uh, and we we dismiss art and we dismiss pop culture. And mm. if you're not in pop culture, you lose. You lose because that's really what's driving almost everything. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that so many of these young people, when you're thinking about college age kids, um, a lot of them do identify as leftists. But then there's a huge group of them that are just apolitical. They say, oh, I don't like politics. So they don't consume any mm-hmm. political shows. But the one thing that they all consume is pop culture. They're scrolling on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, they're on Instagram. They're watching their favorite YouTube stars. Of course, they're following celebrities. So they are consuming political news and propaganda, but they don't realize it because they think it's pop culture. So what I do is I kind of reach out and I call it cotton candy conservatism. It's very non-aggressive. It's fun. You know, they want to hear about Chris Harrison. They want to hear about Kylie Jenner. And so they'll watch my show. And then in there, I'm talking about, hey, by the way, let me tell you about what a scam Black Lives Matter is. You know, so (laughs) then they're like, whoa, okay, well, I guess I'm listening to this because I also want to find out what Kylie Jenner did. So it's a really good, easy way to kind of red pill people without them knowing that they're getting red pilled. (laughs) Can I tell you something that is exactly how how this show started Stu, doesn't it yeah. sound like us this is this is what we this is exactly what we did we came in making fun of talk radio and not talking about all of the the heavy stuff and then unfortunately after 9-11 and then fox uh it was it that all kind of washed out um but uh, <laughs> uh it, you are you are 100 right do not listen to anyone who tells you that there isn't a huge market for what you're doing so let me let me get a couple of uh, ideas from you first. Uh, Chris Harrison, his run as The Bachelor ended. I just read this week that he he has the goods on ABC and he was demanding he makes five million dollars a year, twenty five million dollars as an exit fee. As he Did should he get it. Uh, I, I don't know the exact yeah, number, sure. but it was eight. It was eight figures. So I assume. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, so I, I am just blown away by this whole situation. I wish that he wouldn't have. Here's the thing. He would be a superstar right now. And he could absolutely he could have done a dating show with Turning Point USA. He could have done one with uh, Daily yes. Wire with the blaze. He had all these opportunities. But the thing that I'm so upset with Chris Harrison about is, is that he bowed to the mob because what happened was there was a girl on The Bachelor who went to some antebellum party in college. Um, and I don't know. <sighs> I don't know what that is. I didn't. I didn't grow up in the South. I grew up in the Midwest. I'm an Indiana girl. I'm a Hoosier. So I guess in college, they go to these antebellum parties that are like Old South. They dress up. And so pictures of her in college in 2018 came out. And of course, everybody called her racist. Well, this girl, Rachel Kirkconnell, was on a season with the first Black Bachelor, Matt James. So she's on a season with a Black Bachelor and everyone's saying she's racist because she went to an Old South party. Chris Harrison, the host of, all, you know, since 2002 of ABC's The Bachelor franchise, says hey crazy idea here what if we don't hold it against her that she was
was just a college student celebrating a party that's been done for years and years and years. I'm sure she, you know, wasn't meaning it to be racist or, or uh, ill-intended at all. Right. And sure. we just forgive her. And we just let also she hadn't spoken at that point and given a statement. He said, what if we just give her a chance to say something? The problem is he said this to Rachel Lindsay, who is also the first former bachelorette, black bachelorette. And she is as she is uh, critical race theory as a person. I mean, that's who this girl is. She, <laughs> oh, she is such a social justice warrior. So because he had uh the kahunas to say this to Rachel Lindsay like crazy idea why don't we forgive this girl who happens to be white and this girl the host that he was interviewing with happened to be black they said Chris Harrison now has to be canceled because he told a black woman that we should forgive this white girl for going to an old south party and so that is what he happened kind of, he, he kind of put himself in a corner where you can't Nobody on the right would hire him now because he bowed and who cares about it now? Uh, and nobody on the left is going to hire him because he is he's an untouchable. It's like he has social leprosy. Yeah, exactly. So that's why he wants all this money. Also, because he's been with the franchise since 2002, he has all the dirt on ABC. So what I am predicting is going to happen. I think he's going to make a ton of money on a tell-all book. I think he's going to show the receipts on how ABC is not as woke as they claim to be and show all their dirty laundry. And it is going to be amazing. And I am here for it. Is it even after the eight figures? I will tell you. Oh, I think. Yeah. Well, he's probably under, I'm sure Denny signed an NDA for a certain amount of time right oh yeah yeah he i'm telling you i know abc disney i've seen their contracts <laughs> i've been under one of their contracts <laughs> you don't say anything uh if you are out and you sign a release form you are bound mm. to sign i mean it is like the cia looks like loudmouths compared <laughs> to disney this is one of those things too that this story uh, i think is is really amazing in that it, it, to me it strikes me as almost the best most pure example of cult, cancel culture i've ever seen gina carano i think is is in c- competition for that title as well mm-hmm. but he did nothing he asked for grace for someone and he he has this happen to him his apology and her apology of the apology were so agonizing, though. They they immediately go oh, to this, so I'm bad. so sorry, I didn't understand. Stand up for it yourself. It was like a hostage video. Yes. <laughs> it was. It is remarkable. I, 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 I found myself uh, not feeling bad for him after after the apology came that's out. That's the thing. You want to feel bad, but you kind of don't because yeah. you're like, dude, why? No. Like, have a backbone. That's the thing. Bring it on. What happened to people having spines? Why are we so scared of these people? I don't understand. Their arguments are garbage. Mm. They're literal racist. Why do we <laughs> care what they think? He should have thrown the many fingers up you. and said bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you. Uh, so I have to ask, I have to ask if this is true. There are rumors that Kim Kardashian, you ready for this, Stu? I don't know if you've heard this, and Van Jones mm. are dating. Really? Yeah. That's an, uh, an in- interesting uh, couple. Is that true? Mm-hmm. They've been going, the rumors have been going around since Kim Kardashian and Kanye West kind of announced that they were on the rocks and uh, right before they announced their divorce even. And you know what? I, I'm not a Van Jones fan, obviously, but I don't hate it. And here's why. If you think about this, Kanye West, conservative, Christian, she's not. Van Jones is more on her level. They also are both very passionate about prison reform. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both champions 
implications of that. And even when she was meeting with the president, uh, Van Jones on prison reform, Van Jones was the only person on CNN to stand up for Kim Kardashian and say, guys, <laughs> this is an amazing cause. Mm-hmm. Everything that President Trump has done for prison reform has been unbelievable. It's something we've always wanted. Why are you guys giving her crap over this? Like you would want to be her if you were in her position. So he was the only one to stand up for her. So honestly, I can kind of see it, um, you know, but the, yeah. it, I think that it, they could end up being a power couple. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing Kim. I know that Kanye's already kind of put in his hat for the uh, put his hat in the ring for the White House, but I wouldn't be surprised if one day we see Kim do that. I think she's kind of revamping her image to really get into the political sphere seriously. Mm. Let me let me just take a break <laughs> here just for a second and just say this. Dear Lord, please help us. If Kim Kardashian is even serious, a serious choice for people, we're doomed and we know it. We need your help in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Holy cow. Amen. All right. Hold on just a second. We'll, we'll have more in, uh, in just a moment. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Uh, you know, if people think that cybercrime, well, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to. Are you? Have you seen what has been happening with the cyber criminals and and the ransomware? Do you honestly think that you don't have something on your computer or your emails or whatever that they couldn't expose and you wouldn't want to be seen? Really, you really need LifeLock. Um, LifeLock is that nobody can stop all of it because it's insane. But LifeLock is there and they will have a view on a lot of things that you might miss on your own. You know, people who are even monitoring your credit are going to miss are going to miss things. Um, But LifeLock is there. They'll see some of the things that you might miss. But more importantly, if they miss, you miss, anybody misses something, they have the cleanup crew. They have well, it's kind of like LifeLock's wet works. They have a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, but they're the best in the business. And this week only, it is better than Black Friday sale. What racist? Why would it be a Black Friday sale? Save up to 35% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code Beck. Hurry. The sale lasts seven days only. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck and save up to 35%. Don't wait. Offer ends June 13th. 10 seconds, station ID. Alex Clark is with us. She is the host of Poplitics uh, and uh, contributor for Turning Point USA. She's actually in town because you're going to be speaking at the uh, Young Women's Leadership Conference uh, from Turning Point. Are you not? Yes, actually, I opened yesterday. I got to open with Charlie Kirk himself, and it was incredible. And we have huge life-size Barbie boxes on stage that we got to stand in and pose like a doll. Can you believe Charlie Kirk That's posing funny. like Barbie? It was so great. And the, the whole conference is pink and purple. And so I got to open and I spoke first and I talked about how um, Barbie is definitely, uh, she would be a capitalist. She has the freedom to be all these different jobs that Barbie has. And so the theme of the conference is capitalist Barbie for all these young women. All 50 states are represented, even some other countries. We have over 2,500 young conservative women there um it's the largest all women uh, conservative conference of its kind and it's just absolutely electrifying 
she might even be barbie might even be more than a capitalist she may be almost a grotesque capitalist i mean (laughs) she had a malibu house before anybody ever knew that that was the thing to have i mean she had it all she had it all pink jeep pink convertible Um, uh, (laughs) yeah i couldn't go deeper than the malibu house um the uh the speakers that are speaking uh, this weekend, what what is the what is the main message that is being uh, passed on, and what is it that these young women uh, are being empowered to do? What is, what is it that they want to do? Do you think? Well, the majority of the girls that are in audience at this conference are high school and college age. So I think the main thing is that we're hoping that all these different speakers, we have everyone from Laura Trump, Judge Janine yesterday, um, to we have Kaylee McEnany coming. Um, Mm -hmm. We're hoping that they're going to go back on their campuses at school or our young professional, I call them career servatives, that they're going to go back into their workplace in their office and they're going to be empowered to talk about loud and proud about their conservative values. And so it's really empowering them. They're being around other people like them they're seeing that they're not alone and that's the main thing is that one of the easiest you know the the best tactics that the left has against young conservative women is that they make us feel like we are totally alone and so we don't want to speak up and share that we are conservative because we think no one else is and when they're in a conference room full of thousands of other women just like them they see that that's not the case and they are they are so pumped to go back into their life after this weekend and share the truth about who conservatives really are it is so great. Stu, would you take Alex for a quick tour of the museum after the show if you have time or have somebody do that next door? We have we have things next door at our Mercury One Museum that uh, I think you'll uh, you have my permission to go access at any time. It's an amazing collection of American uh, items uh, that you might want to use in in uh, uh, in your career. Anyway, you can follow uh, Alex at Real Alex Clark, Real Alex Clark or Poplitics. Both of those are on Instagram. You can follow her there. You can also find out more information at tpusa.com. Alex, let's talk again. Thanks. Thanks, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, I got to get more money in my bank account. So let's see, I, I could play the lottery. Oh, no, 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 I could gamble at a casino. That would be great. Or I could, I could, I could wait for somebody to unwittingly drop their wallet and uh, notice it, and I'll be rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also could call the White House and pretend you're from Iran. I hear that works. Um, if you're smart, you'll give American Financing a call. Ah. Uh, the main benefits of someone like a mortgage refinance is it frees up cash. You'll have extra money to put towards your savings, college tuition, home improvements, liquor, whatever. And when you do that through American financing, you're likely saving money on the payment ends as well. They can get you the lowest interest rate for your mortgage. They can help you fold in all of your debts. Uh, so you can you can pay those debts off. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. 
uh, congressional candidate Graham Allen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds is, weird. Uh, it does. Uh, he's running for Congress in South Carolina's 7th District, which is now occupied by... What's his name? Tom, Tom Rice. Tom Rice? I didn't, Impeachment he's that voter, Tom Rice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, does he have... Because uh, I'm, I'm thinking... I just want to know all the facts about him. Does he have anything to do with the very yummy Rice Krispie treats? No, mm. no, no. He's not okay. that. He's not that cool. Then of a guy. I don't. <laughs> then I don't like him. Uh, so why did you, Graham? I mean, you're a busy guy. You've done a lot of things. Yep. You're an entrepreneur. You're a, a talk show host. What made you say I've got to run against this guy? Well, guys, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Thank I got you. my my biggest start here. Right here at the Blaze, uh, thanks to you guys, and and uh, I love the relationship that we still have. Uh, yeah, yes. th- things have been good uh, from a entrepreneurial standpoint, from a conservative movement standpoint. Th- things have been really good, and then uh, November happened in 2020, which uh, <laughs> you know upset and just just completely confounded a lot of people. And then January 6th happened and it just seemed like things just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then living in the state of South Carolina where there is literally on a federal level one Democrat representative. That's Clyburn in the uh, Columbia right. area. That's it. I mean, you're talking a red, Oof. red, red, red state. We find <sighs> out that there is a Republican uh, congressman who voted to impeach Donald Trump. And since then, I will say it, it wasn't just about impeachment for me. And I'll get into the, the, the real reasons for it here in a minute. But since then, he has refused to answer his Liz Cheney vote. And he's also voted for the January 6th bipartisan <laughs> uh, Pelosi witch hunt commission. Uh, as well, and yeah. So, which, which, by the way, has now has now announced that three police officers were killed because oh, of that. Jesus, huh? Help us. I thought it was none. Yeah, help but us now all. it's three. Help us all. And, yeah. and and so so it was a it was a lot of things very very stacked on top of each other. Uh, you guys know. You guys have been around a long time. Uh, this is a dirty, dirty, dangerous just ugly thing to actually jump into real politics it's one thing to study on it it's one thing to commentate on it it's another thing to actually put your name in the hat and what i will say is i'm very proud of this you guys know me i'm not afraid to upset people uh for the truth Mm -hmm. we are public enemy number one of the establishment that is within south carolina within three weeks uh, within three days actually of announcing the campaign which i hold as a badge of honor because if you don't think that we have good old boy elitist lobbyist out of touch politicians in every single state whether they're red states or not you're not paying attention and what has happened with us is we've put our name in this hat and we have disrupted the plan that was in place to replace tom rice they were good tom rice is gone either way that He's out of there. Mm-hmm. He he lives in a district that Donald Trump won by 20 points in 16 and in 20. It's an R plus 11 district. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 he is gone. Somebody is going to replace him. And a person like me, who is not a politician, 
who is just an average guy. We've talked about this a lot. I'm definitely not the smartest person in the room. Uh, but somebody like me that can go out there and put their name in the hat, I am honored and blessed to say that in less than three weeks, we've had 6,000 donations with the average donation of $38. So these are real, wow. everyday Americans that don't have a lot of money, but they believe in what we believe. Tom Rice didn't just impeach the president. That's not what Tom Rice did. Tom Rice forgot his place. And I keep saying that over and over and over again. And what I mean by that is, it's not Tom Rice's job to, he's come out and said, well, it just crossed a moral line that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't overlook. You don't have that right and authority as a representative of the people. You're supposed to be the voice of the will of the people that you represent. Everywhere I've gone, every uh, GOP meeting, every Tea Party meeting that I've had conversations with, the first thing I ask is, who wanted to impeach the president? Crickets. No one. No one wanted that to happen. So we have a government right now. We have elected officials right now that truly believe that they know what's best mm. for us as the American people. We have a sitting U.S. president uh, that can't distinguish we the people from the government. He believes that they're one and mm -hmm. the same. These are very dangerous. Mr. Mm -hmm. Glenn, I know that you have probably covered this in depth. This is very dangerous times that we're in here. No, 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 no. We, the people, are the government's boss. I love Christians that argue with me about this, too, because I'm a Christian guy. I get into conversations with woke pastors all the time. Well, you know, Graham, Romans 13 says that uh, we're supposed to submit to the government of the land in which we reside, et cetera. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, oh well, you know, that's very interesting. And yes, that is what it says. But the government governing authority in our country is listed in the first three words of our founding documents, and that is we the people. So I would argue by not standing up against this tyrannical government takeover that we see in, in every day blatantly before our eyes, you're actually being anti-Christian in that regard, because we're supposed to stand also, up for those. If, hmm. Also, if you understand anything about uh, the Republic, it is God first, absolutely, man second, yep. and then the politicians. Uh -huh. So if they're not listening to God and the people aren't listening to God, God is the ultimate authority absolutely. here. Because the people have individual rights. Absolutely. And if we flip that upside down entirely. Yep. So let me ask you, I have to ask you a tough question. Okay. And that is, um, you... I think congressmen have to represent the district. Yep. How much do you know about this district? Because uh, they're saying against you that, well, you didn't even live until the, into this in this district until you wanted to run. Yep. So how do you answer that? Well, my answer is very simple. So I come from a military background. And this is why I tell everybody I moved 19 times in 12 years. Right, I'm very used to going into new places, and unlike a lot of people who there's some people that have claimed that their families lived there for 271 years, and they know all this and that, some of the best officers, the best NCOs I've ever had were people that were promoted into the unit of where I was, not because they mm -hmm. just lived in a zip code, but because they actually earned it 
to be in that position. I would argue that not being directly from that specific district actually makes me a better candidate, and this is why. Because I don't go in with preconceived notions as to what's best for the people of that district. I come in as an open book, an open vessel to be molded to be the actual spear of the word and the will of the people that live within that district. Uh, I do believe that this whole thing of districting and stuff like this we're either constitutionally based or we're emotionally based. The Constitution says you have to be a resident of the state of South Carolina, for which we are. The easy thing to have done would be to sit in District 3 of where I currently live, where we have Jeff Duncan, great representative, fights the good fight every single day, make my money, do my show. Uh, but that would have been the easy thing. That would have been, the, in my opinion, the coward thing to do. Um, that's why I chose it. Uh, that's why I continue to do this instead of working hard like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like exactly. I like it. it. I'm in an undisclosed location right yeah. now. And yeah, it's nice. yeah, yeah. Well, well, and, 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 and internally, internally, that's what it was. For me, it was I had everyday Americans asking me to do it. Just, just, just yesterday, uh, YWLS with Turning Point USA is going on, walking the halls of people that don't even live in South Carolina. Just hundreds, if not thousands of people coming up saying, thank you for running. Thank you for just freaking doing something. Mm. Because how many times mm -hmm. have we said we need the right people to stand up and go try, go try. But most of the time people go, oh, well, you know, I would, but I can't, I can't put my family through that or I can't take the financial hit to do that. Well, that's why we're in the situation we're in right now. The founding father said you got to live in the state of South Carolina because I truly believe they never would have imagined that, oh, well, just because you live in this zip code means that you automatically are not qualified to be a representative of the people that live in a certain district. That's the most ridiculous. I would imagine these people are, are anti-pro-choice or not anti approach as anti uh, school choice mm. as well right should right. children be punished and go to a superior or a subpar school because of simply where they live in a zip code i don't believe so i don't believe that's the thing then why are we doing the same thing for the government all right so i think i know your answer to this but i've heard you say a couple of times and i want to make sure that you're understood okay um you know you've said you're a representative of the people and that's what you have to do as long as you are a representative that is supposed to look at things yourself um, and make judgments, it's otherwise we'd have a direct democracy. Yep. You don't mean that in a way that, I mean, you don't answer to the people over the Constitution. Absolutely. You answer to the Constitution. Absolutely. It is, it is God, Constitution, people <laughs> if that if i can be as clear as that my my moral lines if you will are simple as that god first constitution and then yes and then the will of the people so that's what i want to do i want to be able to we need candidates today that are able to combat the crazy democratic socialist loudmouths that we see all over the internet all over tv today we need people that are able to combat your aocs your schumers your pelosi's uh your ilhan omars that just compared the united states to terrorist organizations we need people that are able to be fighters they also have a vote but we also need people who have a voice, who can speak out against these atrocities, these lies, these falsehoods, but then also can educate potentially new voters because the Democrats are kicking our 
but in that regard. The new generation Uh is either going to save us or it's going to destroy us. And if we don't start focusing on that, we're going to lose it. We are talking to Graham Allen. He is congressional candidate uh, for Congress in the South Carolina's 7th District. It's good to catch up with you, my friend. Best of luck to you. Thank Thank, you. Thank you, guys. Where do people go to help out? Yes, we need all the help we can get because the establishment is not happy that we are there. If you believe in what we believe, that you, the people, are the boss, not the government, please go to GrahamAllenSC.com and join our campaign in the fight today. That that, That would be amazing. That's GrahamAllenSC.com. Thanks, Graham. Talk to you again. Thanks, guys. So I don't know if you know about Legacy Box, but they are the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos, and they've helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their past. I don't know about you, but I was going through some of the media because we're doing Legacy Box ourselves, and... uh I don't even recognize some of the formats. Honestly, I don't even I'm like, when did we have a machine where this thing fit? I don't even know what it is anymore. They do. And they can take care of anything. And they preserve all of your memories by putting them in a modern digital format that is easy to use. You can preserve it on a thumb drive, a DVD or in the cloud. They've covered all of the basics for you. Now, what are you getting your dad for Father's Day? I know I would love to have all of my family's memories digitized for me so I didn't have to worry about it and I could just look at all of them. You can do this for your dad. You can order this uh, Legacy Box right now. You'll get a 50% off your first order. So grab the Legacy Box uh, at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You know, it can take you a while to put everything in to have it assembled. Um, but when you're ready, send it in and you get 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. That's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I want to play some audio from uh, CNN. Allison Camarada, I think she should. I think she's being sexually harassed here by being even being asked to do the interview with Jeffrey Tubin. Hey, just my advice: if you if you run into anyone at CNN, don't shake their hand. Uh, but here's Jeffrey Tubin yesterday trying to repair his image as CNN brings him back. To quote Jay Leno. What the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You thought that you had turned off your camera? Uh, Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible, but... I mean, that, that, is part of, that, that is part of the story. Um, and, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly I confess, um, trying to be a better person. What does that mean? Because you weren't a bad person. You were just masturbating uh, live <laughs> on television. 
That doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you somebody I don't want to watch or think about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, maybe a person who has uh, some self-control issues, I would say. Okay. Uh, That might be something. Maybe work on that aspect of your life. But you're right. He didn't like intentionally sexually harass anyone, which is, and and I would say there's a distinction here. I mean, if you are CNN and you have to put one of two people on the air every day, is it Jeffrey Tubin or is it Chris Cuomo? I'd argue Chris Cuomo has oh, been Tubin. far more egregious in the bad yeah, things he's done Tubin. than what Tubin has done. Yeah. I, I will tell you this, though. Um, I've got five boys in the house right now, teenage boys, and they told me the other day they were going to go. They, they actually said it this way. Hey, we're going Tubin. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, they, were, they were going down the canal in tubes. And I was like, hey, 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 don't use that language around here. He has ruined uh, the but entire anyway, world. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that there is anyone that CNN would fire unless they're a conservative. You know, they they won't fire Cuomo. They even remember the guy who's like, hello, I'm <laughs> CNN London. Yes, I- <laughs> remember, he was like having sex with another guy in a park or something. They're like, don't worry about it. We're fine. He's still there. At I least think. you didn't yeah. masturbate on camera. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Good days for CNN. Uh, I'm sure James Earl Jones is proud. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord, this is CNN. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program.